All right, you want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. This episode of No Such Thing as Art brought to you by McFleshman's Brewing Company, a family-owned and operated brewery and taproom located in downtown Appleton. They have been brewing English real ales and German lagers since 2017 and serving them year-round in their English-style taproom and in their German-style beer garden during the warmer months. McFleshman's Stout Day program is exploring new ways to support local arts and area podcasts as well as nationally known media outlets whose content and missions they support. The program culminates on Stout Day, March 26th, when the last of the six Imperial Stout variants is released in the tap room. Come down to the brew house to see how McFleshman's Brewing Company has been respecting the beer since 2017. Hello, and I am Ross Oi. And I am here with Tommy, and we are no such thing as art. And we have been enjoying some drinks here down at McFleshman's. Yeah, yeah, it's been a really good time uh, hanging out down here, getting to know um, our new friends, and getting to be uh, to imbibe in uh, some of the wonderful creations they have. Just here. the art, it's amazing, and it all culminates together. It all really brings things together, and it makes me really think of uh, some of the things that we'd like to try to do for the future here. Speaking yeah, definitely a lot of uh, community orientation, you know, yeah, I think. I think we'll dive a little bit into that. First, I want to talk about me, because you, we all know who I am and how much I love talking about me. Who's that guy? Who is that guy? Who the fuck knows? That's what they were saying in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Did they at least laugh when they yeah. said that? Yeah. Um, I actually messed up the city I was in. I said Port Washington Beach. But that's not but the only thing you messed up, no, right? No, no. I Well, no, it should have been the only. Yeah, I think so. You didn't mess the guy's name up? Oh, I did when I first met him, actually, too. Oh, yes. Okay, uh, okay. So you just always Steve fucking Sabo. up. Steve Sabo. Steve Sabo is an amazing comedian. Um, has given me a couple opportunities here now. I've gotten to go to uh, South Dakota, and now this time I got to go to the Panhandle in Florida. Where, where did you actually go? Fort Walton Beach. And what did you call it? Uh, I call it Port Washington Beach, which is Jesus actually Christ. like, it's down the waist a little bit on the panhandle. <laughs> no, so, it's I mean, not. it was actually, yeah, it was. No, it's uh, not. You made it. A, it's you a just fucked up I that know, bad. I did. I fucked up that bad. I didn't even realize it was. No, but seriously, though, it was uh, cool to, uh, it was cool to get in front of that crowd, but they, they definitely got quiet during that part. And it was all like, oh, no. You know? And, you did, how did, did you play it off? Like, I did. Oh, I'm I was like, just taking. I'm like, I was like, oh, yeah. All these cities are all the big cities are all the same to me. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm, <laughs> you know, this is just crazy out here, and like just freaking started. Y'all got sand. Yeah, you guys got sand. Flip flops. Like, yeah, we have snow. Shitty driver. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, no, and uh, that was one thing I did notice in my rental car. I'm glad I did like get the extra insurance because I almost got in a few accidents while I was there. Yeah, just man. Just because uh, people are nuts. Like they're not with like Wisconsin. Like we're we're, we're at a, like an intersection. And we're like no no you go. Yeah. No 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 you. <laughs> no you, you go. go. No you go. No it's okay guy. I'll <laughs> wait like, here. You oh, go. You go ahead. Hey why don't you go first? <laughs> so like that's how what we're used to. But like you get to Florida and uh, nope nope everyone's cutting each no, other I off. And, <laughs> I know. No, no 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 I go. It's me. It's me. Let me My go. go. I go first. <laughs> And it's that mentality. I mean, it's it's crazy because, like, even in the streets, like, you'd run around and you bump into someone, and they don't even have the common decency to say, oh, you know, that's what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's because they don't have a word for that down no, there, No, they don't. Right? They don't. They, so it's just crickets. It's I mean, just, yeah, they're just like. Awkward the, look. Giving that what the fuck look. <laughs> Maybe a, mmm. Mm, you're looking good. Did you teach any of them, Ope? I, uh, I, I. I do know that I sounded like I was from Wisconsin because as soon as I said I was from Wisconsin, I had uh, a lady I could hear from the audience audibly go, "Oh, you can tell. Just listen to him." <laughs> and so Did I don't she know say like she was from Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know. I, but it was just so funny that. Uh, oh gosh, that she, Gene. Yeah. Well, and I, I just I suppose when I did the impression of her, I automatically did one of a Midwest woman because that's what I'm used to. <laughs> Like I, those, those are the impressions I have. Well, I'm sorry, I can't do much more than that. 
if it's any consolation, you sound like you're from Wisconsin, uh, in Wisconsin. In too. Wisconsin, even <laughs> like dude, but Wisconsin people are like, wow. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so across the street from my uh, from the hotel I was at um, was was uh, the Red Rose, where they had a sign that actually said. 33 super hot chicks, two ugly chicks, and one fat chick. It was a strip <laughs> club, I found out. And, um, yeah, I, I just thought the advertising, like the, such true advertising was so interesting. It reminded me almost of uh, when we had Mercy on and he talked about the <laughs> shitty advertisement for like, like, oh, come down to the tuna. What? Eh. <laughs> just like stuff like that. But yeah, um, no, it was quite interesting to uh, to see that that was the sign across the street for me. It was the difference in night and day because my my hotel was on the the beach end of it, so like there was like this beautiful sand, you know, on the one side. You go to the other side, just across this, this like boulevard, and there were like a couple crab shacks, and then like behind that was like the regular neighborhoods. <laughs> they were scary, man. Yeah. Like, they were kind of a little bit. I don't think anybody here is from. Uh, Fort Walton Beach. That's going to be listening to this uh, podcast. You might. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We've kind of extended our outreach. <laughs> we'll have to see. So, what do we got uh, on the agenda today? Um, today we're actually. Uh, let's see here. We're going to talk a little bit ahead of ahead of it about uh, your train station show coming up, huh? Yep. Yeah, we got a show. Um, let's see, cave paintings and. Elmer Glueskin and Holly and the Nice Lions, April 23rd at the train station. Beautiful uh, venue. Yeah. Um, I said that before, say it again. Yeah, they just uh, kind of did a re- remake uh, or a facelift on the space, and it's yeah. a really cool space right now. So uh, check that out. It's 302 South Story Street, Appleton. Doors are at 6, and it's a $5 cover. Uh, really excited about that for sure. What else are we looking at? Um, we are looking at, uh, we are actually looking for artists. Why don't you, con- like, we've had a few that have contacted us about getting on the podcast. Yeah, there's, know. um, I mean, you know, with the warmer season coming on, there's a lot more events that are popping up this year than were last year. And, um, uh, several of them, uh, uh, aim to emphasize or highlight, uh, local artists and vendors, performers even. Um, we're definitely in touch, uh, with people on the business end of that. And uh, right now, a lot of them are looking for artists. So if you're an artist or you do something rad and you want to uh, be put in touch, shoot us a message. Yeah. Uh, we're always looking for artists, too, for not only for the show, but also for events that we're going to be sponsoring coming up here into the summer. Yeah, go ahead and go to the No Such Thing as Art um, Facebook page. And then uh, we also have our Yeah, email, shoot us a message there. Which is uh, N-S-T-A-A podcast at gmail.com uh you can email us if you want to do it that way um and i'm gonna uh, send the email a bunch of dick pics yeah you're not gonna know it's me (laughs) you'll be dressing it up and stuff too like that's what i do the gentleman will be wearing a hat (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and maybe a beard we'll see maybe maybe i can get it pull off a beard (laughs) cut, cut some of your dog's hair off and all right all right all right this conversation went too far it went too far you should have just laughed i know i I, that's just what i do (laughs) as a comedian i I find a way to we we call like we we call it pushing the envelope realistically it's just making the conversation awkward by going too far (laughs) all right so so the real boss just sat down you guys (laughs) should introduce the real boss uh, i was gonna say we have allison uh fleshman that just joined us hi Um, welcome Thank you very welcome much back. for yeah. Welcome Hi. back. Just deja vu a little bit. Yeah. Here. So um, we just want to get so. drunk with you guys every week. Is that yeah, cool? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, call me next week and say that I was corrupted. Right. You got a backup now. I can't. So I've been told that I'm taking over for Bobby now because he's getting the real boss, which is our three-year-old. Um, and I am introducing us to. We'll jump right into it. So. Alex mentioned that uh, mutual friend Rob Nielsen introduced us to Alex, which we are infinitely grateful for the, that Yeah, he's bringing him in. We're finally bringing him in on uh, the label. We just oh, haven't figured yay. out quite what it is yet. But, um, I think we'll get, but we'll get uh, infinitely thing. grateful that we got that piece of art, but also that we got you to join the team because you are incredible. Also incredible is Tony Conrad, who is also a faculty at Lawrence, who gave us this gorgeous art piece that is on our triple debauchery or triple debauchery, because it is a rye whiskey barrel aged doppelbock 
based off our triple debacle doppelbock. Which has which, a story. It, uh, all, we didn't, they all we didn't have a story. Into it. Yeah, we didn't go into the triple debacle. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just going to call it the just, tongue twister beer. Right. I walk in, I sit down in front of the mic, and Bobby just hands me this beer. Yeah, I, I will that. talk about this I beer. So, um, right. So, for one of the things I really like about this beer um, is that it is um, a good friend of mine is a lovely person who really likes whiskey and doesn't really like beer. And so I said, hey, well, why don't you try this? And she was like, oh, my God, this is delicious. This is a beer. <laughs> and it has wonderful malt notes that are very forward, but it also blends beautifully with the whiskey barrel. Um, and you can really get that whiskey in both the aroma and, um, and the initial uh, drink. Um, but then also the finish, it's not, it, it just quietly just disappears. It's not like this harsh, like you just took a shot drink. It's like this gorgeous kind of experience of smelling the whiskey, tasting the beer, and finishing it off with this nice touch of whiskey. Oh, wow. It, it really is a special, special beer. It's hard to call it a beer, but it is. But it, it is just a beer. But it has its own kind of space. But it's it has a current. Yeah. I think it has a it has, current. It has it a current. It does. Yeah, that's There's very a flow. cool. And it looks beautiful in the glass. Right? Too. Yeah. And it looks incredible, too, is the clarity of this beer. Barrel-aged beers are a lot of times going to take up some haze, but this one is just gorgeously clear. I can see Alex's face right through it. <laughs> yeah, it's crisp. Inverted. Inverted. Um, so cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Awesome. It is also, I believe, twelve percent. So drink with caution. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, definitely. It's. Uh, <laughs> I was just say you can you can taste that. It's a bit there's smooth a, there's for a little. There's yeah, yeah, dangerous. definitely. <laughs> you taste danger. Yeah. <laughs> danger, danger. That's, that's, <laughs> no, but. So do you want to talk a little bit about um, the sculpture aspect of what you do and a couple other different facets that you play a part in here, Alex? Yeah, I can I can touch on it briefly. I, I'm the executive director of Sculpture Valley, and we we started. 2017 essentially putting public artwork out in the community the fox cities community at, at large but yeah, that's awesome. started in appleton kind of moved into nina Menasha the second season 2018 uh <clears throat> this year we're putting five new pieces in little shoot in kakana so it's nice to expand a little bit um northeast versus yeah, going definitely. sort of southwest so that'll be that'll be really fun and we'll do a little launch party over there but uh you know, part of being able to put public sculpture in, out into the public space is finding not only the sponsorship to get people to pay for it, because these are two or three year leases of sculptures and they're, they're five grand a piece. So it takes a little bit of effort to, to find people, corporations usually, right? <laughs> or individuals say, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm in. Yeah, sure. I can give you five grand for three years. Um, the other side of it is like finding places to put them, and a lot of those places are just private enterprises, private businesses. That said, I've got a spot you can put it out in front of my place. Yeah. And our preference is to do it that way versus putting it on public property. We kind of do a little bit of mix of both, but the the process to get approval to put on public property is pretty challenging. It takes several months to go through all the machinations of uh, council and trying to get approval. So sure. generally, we'd like to see them on private property and. Uh, in 2018, I was challenged uh, with a particular piece of artwork that came to town. Um, and on the day of, I was informed by uh, another entity that said they were good to go. But mm -hmm. the higher-ups said, we didn't hear about this. We can't give you permission to place it. So I had an artist who drove from out of state. Uh, I think 10 <laughs> hours he drove to get here. Holy he was cow. in town ready to stick it. Uh, I found out that morning that we couldn't put it where I thought we were going to put it. So I'm driving around town kind of frantically <laughs> thinking, okay, what the hell fuck am I going to do with yeah, this piece right. of art? <laughs> yeah, the right. artist is going to go home in two hours, yeah, and I, that's, that's, not a, that's a really embarrassing situation yep. to be in. So I'm thinking, um, I put a call out to Rob Nielsen, who teaches sculpture at uh, Lawrence. I thought, what do you think about this? You got any ideas? And, and we kind of both simultaneously thought, what about that place that's opening over there? I think it's a brewery. And I think they're going to open soon. And they got like this great patio space. I think, why don't you call those guys or just drive over there? So I drive up here, pull up in front of the place, and I see Bobby sitting up doing uh, whatever Bobby's doing. He's probably <laughs> welding or something at the time. And I just kind of raised my hand. The artist has got this sculpture on the trailer. And I said, hey, man, uh, I, I'm this artist guy. I do sculpture, and I got this sculpture here. Is there any <laughs> chance I could like stick it right here? And he's like, oh, fuck, yeah. Let's put it right there. That's great. And that really began our, our relationship. Isn't it so, crazy how stuff like that lines yeah. up? And, and we've been, I mean, that, I, I can't, I'm never going to leave this place. So yeah. They might want to kick me out or fire me at some point because I don't <laughs> have the time and energy to put into it. But I love these guys. And uh, I knew at that, that, that moment, I just, okay, there's something going on here. <laughs> Whatever they're doing, I want to be part of it. 
and uh, and that just kind of evolved and I got into sales I started helping them with the branding and doing this art label kind of identity which is can be challenging because it's not this cohesive identity that you normally see with a lot of breweries who might hire one artist to the entire series of what sure. they do yeah but we, but we got there and we've we've established this thing and now we're you know we're showcasing dozens of uh, individual labels that showcase the artists in the community and beyond the community and I, and I think I, I just can't be more I'm grateful that that this just happened on that one day like yeah yeah, it's it was this crazy. weird situation, and I needed a solution, and it was right in front of me. And and now here I am. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, think, I'm part well, of I this think family. That shows in again uh, in the way you guys move and navigate to create what you all create collectively. You know, I think it's a it it shows definitely there. I definitely. Uh, what what do we call this again? Lacing. Oh, the lacing. lacing. Yeah. I definitely noticed the lacing. I didn't I even have to write that down. I right. Just retain that one. <laughs> What was the other word we we? Oh, uh, that one I don't know. Lacing. De- decoction, I believe. Oh, decoction. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to. Oh, that's right. So that's yeah. the triple decoc- the triple debacle doppelbach was decocted. You do that really well. By right. Right. Again, <laughs> practice. Triple debacle <laughs> doppelbach. Say that sixteen times fast. Um, no, so many of our beers are actually going to be um, decocted, and Bobby didn't talk about decoction. Did, we didn't get there. How do you not talk he about decoction? He mentioned it, but we didn't get a chance yeah, to circle <laughs> back no. to it. Basically, the idea is that you, as you're making the beer, you scoop out a little bit and you cook it scoop out a little bit of the the extra malt and grain and you cook it a little bit extra and then you take that extra roasty bits and you throw it back into the main boil and it just adds a nice little hint of toasty notes i guess yeah so and so you and do it's that called three times? yeah we do it three yeah, times and that's for at our, the end of the debacle so yes so, so the, once the debacle's <laughs> over we do this other thing <laughs> so you do this three times it actually it makes for a 36 hour brew day which wow. is nuts. Which normally a That's good a, long day. A, a brew day is normally or a, a single brew, and we normally brew back to back. But it normally takes about six hours or so to do a brew, oh, um, and that's from the initial grain to liquid that then we throw into the fermenter and then add the yeast. And so it normally takes, I think, about six hours. Six to eight, right? Six to eight, yeah. depending. Um, depends on who's brewing. Some <laughs> some are faster than others. Um, but uh, the the decoction though is you you really want to let it. It's like a, the difference between making a soup and making a stew. Yeah. You know, you really want that stewed or or a curry. You want it to sit for a while. Well, the decoction's kind of like that. And so we're not. It's not good enough to do it just once. Which we do one decoction, I believe, on our uh, Pirates Cove Hellas Lager. But to do the triple decoction <laughs> just adds, you know thrice the excitement yeah um and yeah 36 hours later everyone's exhausted <laughs> it's cool to see though the commitment to um to the finished product you yeah know? it tastes better yeah well, I mean, even to the pour talking to your husband too like he kind of told, uh, gave us a little bit of the art of the pour oh god yes yeah oh so he that d- was good we might have like a, a solid hour of him and like we'll probably shoot for like an hour with you oh my so god might- well and so you know how when, when you're married and you have the dishwasher discussion yeah you know no we don't have a dishwasher discussion we figure that shit out early it's the <laughs> pour discussion like he, i will pour a beer and he'll come up and be like did you pour this? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. What What do you mean by that? Bob, like, Bobby was giving me the side eye because I was he, up there pouring some beer. Oh. Like, I know him, and he's just gonna look at this. I just, and what I, the I fuck can't are you doing? Pour, like, I, I'm just so self conscious when I'm pouring the beer. I'm like, he's gonna say something. Oh my god! I'm gonna. <laughs> and sometimes I'm just extra mean, and I'm like intentionally like I'm gonna pour this bad, and his heart's breaking. <laughs> I'm gonna start some shit today. Oh. The, the little subtle way when you guys are kind of in one of those arguments but keeping it, like, tucked oh, under. All I have to do is... Over and- <laughs> <laughs> no, I just go over to one of the... Can- the just cas- get a dirty glass of lipstick. <laughs> oh, my God. Never. God, I wouldn't even do that. That's oh, that's, that's divorce right yeah, there. Yeah, the, that sounds like those are fighting words around here. Oh. <laughs> no, but I, I have actually opened a warm can of beer in front of him, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just going to enjoy it. He's like, it's not did, cold. Did you drink it right out of the can? I guess no. that would be, oh, like, God. That would do it, right? <laughs> no. Which is funny because on the bottom it says uh, "have some class." Yeah, yeah. And you know what though? <laughs> like funny. honestly, from even from the last time that we spoke, um, that really is something I took away. Yeah, um, there's yeah, a lot right. I took away, but like the fact That's that awesome. just pour into a glass. Yeah, like, it, do it. Like it's and number one step. rule: that yeah. glass should not be oh, frosted. Here we go. Yeah. Do yeah. not <laughs> frost your fucking glass. We did touch on we, that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Did you? Okay, good. But we yes. thought we're gonna leave that for Alice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have opinions on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hammer down I took time. Away. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Definitely. All right. So now I'm joining the conversation. So what's what's the topic? 
we kind of were going into a little bit of the stained glass as well. <gasps> yes, so isn't be, it gorgeous? Yeah. We didn't get the history of where the glass came from. No, we didn't right. get the history of that. Okay. So that was a little bit of what we started talking about at the end of, of your husband's discussion. Okay. And then um, I definitely would like to go into the whole en- English uh, brewing style. Right. Um, right. So um, we are sitting in a British-like pub. Um, and we wanted to have a really nice fancy back bar, which is um, an antique built in 1900-ish uh, that we got from an antique dealer in Cincinnati. And it is about, oh, good God, how tall is that? 16 feet tall? Holy 12 cow. feet tall? I don't yeah, know. that's big. 14 feet by 30? I don't know. It's huge. Um, and there's <laughs> a stained glass window that's about the same size as me on its edge. Um, and I'm five foot two, so it's pretty damn big yeah you definitely notice it when you right. walk in um and yeah we drove down to an antique dealer in cincinnati <laughs> and it turns out that this thing was in someone's house in a place in canada and we think it was montreal um, but yeah crazy. this is someone's in someone's private home that's crazy uh, um but i love it because the motif in the center is really a stained glass picture of just having fun in a german beer house but we're in a British tap room. And so our German beer garden outside is really an homage to the German lagers that we make. And inside it kind of brings the German aspect in, but then the whole thing is kind of wrapped in this um, very art deco-like stained glass, which the um, just down the street, former uh, Coventry Glass, who was a, a stained glass expert, uh, helped restore it for us. And they were like, yeah, this is the biggest piece we've actually ever worked with. And so they had to cut it down so because the fear of breaking it. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, it turns out if you invest all your money of decor, decor into that thing, um, no one notices the crap that you have on the walls behind you. So <laughs> it's kind of lovely. I definitely noticed the picture of the hog in the bathroom. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's from my husband's prior days. Um, no, actually, he won reserve state grand champion of Oklahoma in like 1989, I think. Yeah. I know, there's another trophy up there. I asked him if he would give us a pig call, but he said We talked a little bit about oh, the We talked about pigs, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but that, was, that was definitely... Uh, right, where's the beer? This is right here, this one. MSB. Yep. Special bitter. So this is McFleshman's Special Bitter. Yeah, and we, I just kicked the firkin. It's given me nothing but No worries. Now, so. We, uh, Bobby and I traveled to Tadcaster, England, um, which is the home of Sam Smith Brewing Company, and, or Samuel Smith, and they, um, yeah, so they, they have this... Um, what's called an open fermenter. Um, and they just have this wonderful style of just English ales. And we walk in, we travel across the pond, get over there and we walk in and they're like, what are you doing here? We're like, we're here for the tour. And they're like, stupid Americans. No. So they, they there's like, it's just like a, a woman sitting behind a desk. She's like, this is, we don't do tours at this brewery. <laughs> it's a town of about 2000 people. Maybe everyone works at the brewery. Um, so they, they kick us across the street to the pub. We walk in, and the dude definitely knows we're not from around there. Um, and he's just like, without even saying a word, he's just like kind of motions to us, sit down, and he turns around. And before we can even order, he just pulls a hand pump English um, beer engine beer, and it's the uh, Sam Smith Pale Ale. And when I tasted that, I mean, it was it was warm, cellar temperature. It was what what Americans would consider flat. It was not served in a chilled glass because they do beer right and they do not serve their beers in chill, chilled glasses. And yeah, I tasted what beer should taste like. It was the experience of the pub. It was that home feel. It was from a beer engine. It was as fresh as it could possibly be. I could taste the grain, the hops, the water, the malt, everything. And it was absolutely exquisite. And that is what you're tasting in the glass that you have in front of you. It was interesting when we first got here, your husband offered us beer. And I had talked about how last time when you showed me this, it became one of my, I think one of my favorites right yeah. away. Um, but then he sold me on this blood orange one. <laughs> yeah. Hazy's going to, yeah. Which Hazy's going to haze. Mean, I, yeah. was, I was impressed. <laughs> it definitely caught me off guard. But um, yeah, this one, um, I'm pretty I've told a few people about it since since our first Fantastic. experience with it, and I'd it's it's won a couple of awards now. Won, yeah. What are the awards? That won? So it it won the 2020 uh, Great American Beer Festival uh, English Bitter Bronze Bronze in that, and then it also won the 2021 U.S. Uh, beer Championship or U.S. Open Beer Championship Bronze, in bronze Medal there as well. Wow. Um, and so, and the thing about it is it's called MSB because it's McFleshman's special bitter. And so the style would be technically called an extra special bitter and bitter does not mean bitter as in hops that the Americans would say a bitter in England is actually just means a pale ale. 
Um, and so, and actually a more malt forward pale ale. And so that's one of the reasons that we hide the name bitter by just calling it MSB. And we actually nowhere on the bottle does it say bitter because we're oh, afraid nice. people yeah. might not know. Actually it does. It does say special bitter. It but does say special bitter. It does. Yeah. Um, but people don't read the label. So that's It kind okay. of minimizes the confusion. Yeah, it really does. Um, and it's actually my testing ground too. So when I go into a, um, a brewery or when I'm talking to anyone with beers, they're like, oh, what's your favorite style? And I was like, oh, you know, I really like bitters. And then that, I can... You can quickly tell, tell right what their beer knowledge is, and especially in the English ones, sure. um, because if they're like, oh, then you're going to love this IPA. And I was like, no, <laughs> bitters aren't bitter. Yeah. That's the fun. Yeah. So. And I think, of, I think of the scene in The Boys where it says, pie a beer. And that's what I think of. Pie a beer. <laughs> yes. Which is, yeah, very typical. Oh, I love this beer. And the other thing that's nice about it, it's only, I think, 5.2%. Um, 5.2%. It's at 4.2 maybe. It's low. Um, and I'm a small person, and so I can actually enjoy like two of these. It's my um. second after. It's my second go-to. So yeah. 547 is just getting just a little like bit too much. I'll, I'll jump That's to MSP. Yeah. <laughs> that was the same. When, when you have to yeah. cool it down a little when bit. I, when I got to yeah. back it off a little bit. This <laughs> <laughs> is good to know your limits, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it is. So um, I, I heard you mention about like pouring flights for people and stuff. If people wanted to come in um, and learn a little bit more or are interested in understanding a little bit more about different aspects of the beer, I mean, they can come in and, and you can just, you'll just talk to them about it? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, will I talk yeah. for things when they come in. Um, yeah, so if you come in, you can order a flight. And we don't have pre-made flights um, like some of the other places. Um, we basically, all of the beers that we offer, we offer in small portions as well so you can build your own sample of small things um and so you can buy three you can buy 10 you can buy all of them which is 16 <laughs> um it's really up to you cool we've also got a guy that works on all the sours and he's yep. uh, you know uh, he puts a lot of time and energy he does he's our stuff. cider master yeah. i guess um yeah so he works on this the That's ciders Patrick. the sour s- sours um which we share with appleton beer factory it's a collaboration called 10 paces um, and that's how many paces it takes to get from. Yeah, so they are about ten paces behind our door. So, um, yeah, I thought we, that was a unique name. That's it's cool. Quite lovely. Yeah. Um, it's also the amount of paces I think you take for a duel. Yes. And so we're kind of dueling barrels here. Oh, that's what um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a cool concept. That's again uh, another unique way. Collaborations. To, we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about sure. collaborations. We do a lot of that. We yeah. do a lot of collaborations. Um, and, and there's history there because Bobby worked for Stone Arch. Yeah, so Bobby uh, worked for Stone Arch. Um, he almost worked for Hinterland Brewing yeah. Company actually when we first moved here. He chose a job at Lawrence instead. But then we uh, he worked for Stone Arch. Um, we're really good friends with uh, Jeff and Leah Fogel, who um, kind of. Um, started the the original vision of Appleton Beer Factory. Now Ben Fogel uh, runs a lot of it um, with a with a bigger team, and yeah, we're really good friends with them. And it was one of those things that uh, people ask us, you know, oh, I can't believe you've opened a brewery right by an Appleton Beer Factory. Aren't you concerned? Because again, they're only ten paces away, and we're like, absolutely not, because you're not going to go restaurant entree hopping but you will go local pub hopping you'll go have a pint or two with the band playing in one pub and then you'll go wander over and have beers at another pub Mm -hmm. or another place and the other thing that's really nice is there's been several places that we've lived bobby lived in boulder colorado for a long time he spent a lot of time in san francisco and these are kind of beer centric places to where there's two or three breweries all right next to each other and they're sharing resources. They're sharing knowledge. And so why w- it's kind of like the argument of like, why does everyone on the block need to have a chainsaw? You're not all chainsawing at the same time. And if you are, why? Sure, um, yeah. You know, so one neighbor has the chainsaw and then the other neighbor has the other, you know, piece of equipment. And yeah. so it's kind of the same idea. We share um, a lot of resources. We share a forklift. We share um, a canning machine. Um, we share knowledge back and forth. Yeah, and, and why I think I think it's again. I mean, we talked about that earlier, but I think it's just another uh, show of your commitment to the community yeah. and, and building um, something better than you could potentially right. build alone. You know, and Lord only knows. I mean, people are coming, you know, to Appleton sometimes just through to go to Door County or a Packers game or whatever. And if they're sure. going to stop and you know hit a place downtown Appleton, and you know, oh, we can get two or three beers. That'd be kind of great. You know, we can go this place and we can go to that place. You know, yeah. make it count twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. it has been cool to see in the last uh, 10, 15 years, um, you know, all the all the different options pop up. Oh, yeah. There's definitely been a lot more. Uh, what's cool is, uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit uh, later, but that Stout Day is how you guys are collaborating Stout with. Day. 
what is it? Including you, it's nine breweries? Nine brewers, yeah. including us. Yes. Very excited. Have we listed them yet? Uh, we have, we not have not. I will try. You're gonna, you're gonna get, we I'm tried this get last time, time. I think we missed one. It is going to be. We're so excited. So Stout Day in our beer garden. Tickets on sale at our website, McFleshmans.com. Um, March 26th, um, basically every brewer that we know, at least in this local area, is going to bring a different type of stout. And so you can get to walk around, taste all the different stouts. Um, and Simple Simons will be here to also pair sweet cookies and such with the stouts. Oh, I'm so which, excited. That's so exciting for taste. me. Yes. With some yeah. Caribbean, Caribbean taste. Oh, my God. The jerk chicken <laughs> mac and cheese. It's going to be so good. I'm going to eat and drink so much that yeah, day. I right? was say, I'm, I'm super looking forward day. to it. Yeah. Um, Definitely looking forward to it. But the breweries that will be here, Bare Bones Brewing, Barrel 41, Fifth Ward, Omega. Hop Yard, Omega, Appleton Beer Factory, Fox River Brewing Company, Stone Arch and us. You got him. Hey, I did it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, that was well executed cool. for sure. Yeah, and uh, I, I know uh, I'm excited because we're actually planning on being here and uh, trying to talk to a few. Yeah, of we're going to talk to a couple of those guys and, and, and hear about what they put into creating the stout that they love did it. for Stout Yeah, this is going to be fun. It'll do be fun to bring 10, all them in and do a little conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah and right. And, and Just kind of talk about their stout and what, what you know kind of what they did with their stout and then just a little bit about them and what they're about. Right. And in some cases stouts because um, rumor has it. So I think uh, there's actually quite a few vanilla cinnamon stouts as well as I believe there was a, um, or a vanilla stout as well as a cinnamon roll stout wow. coming. And I think that's from so the same brewery. That's yeah. I'm Some so peanut butter stouts. Oh, I like yeah. peanut butter I'm stouts. excited to bring my knowledge to that day. Yeah. And, and appreciate it. The work and, and right. And oh, and the lacing in. that you will see. Yeah, oh yeah, my God! Yeah, Nitros. Oh, they that get the about best five times lacing. A day. I'm really proud so of that. So we did. Uh, we did a series of stouts and kind of leading up to this stout day, and we we sort of had this idea when we launched our first one, which is Vantage Point. It's a we collaborated with uh, Willa Buyer to do an artwork, which we do on our labels. And I said, okay, we need an artwork for Stout Day. We have a we have this Imperial Stout that's coming out. Let's. Let's do a gallery shot, and we'll just put all of our various artworks on this single label, which shows like all of our artworks in a gallery. As yeah, you're walking it's such through an art cool gallery, label. and you're seeing all the artworks from our labels. So yeah. I was like, well, that's kind of a fun idea. So she created that uh, collage for us, and we have it sitting back here. It'll go up on the wall. And I thought, you know, this is kind of cool, because I can swap out those images. What if we did something for our series? So instead... We have an imperial stout, but we've also had this idea about, well, we could do a chocolate stout, we could do a vanilla stout, we could do a coffee stout, which we've done in the past. So let's create a series, and then for each one of these labels, let's swap out the imagery. And why don't we support an area podcast in doing so? So the first uh, organization that we were just kind of falling in love with right at that point was uh, UNFTR, which stands for Unfucking the Republic. They're out of New York. They're a podcast that I absolutely adore and have and got hooked into. And so I just said, you know what, we're going to do our first one. It'll be a coffee stout. Um, you guys call what you want. <clears throat> they decided to call it High Point. And um, after we released our base version, we did their version and put basically images from their podcast. And so, you know, we sent them 100 bottles. They're going to send out to premium membership. So there's this great collaboration. Yeah, we use coffee cool. from... Uh, buy me a coffee which is something that they do to support their podcast it's from the uncle chug nation that lives on a long island and they do have a cost coffee roasting enterprise native coffee traders so i reached out to them we got some coffee beans from them from oh, long island so cool. we put them in this brew and they said oh, here you go we're going to give you 100 bottles you do what you want we we we'll love what you're doing and we're going to support you and then that just kind of that uh morphed into well let's do this with the rest of the flavors so Great. What do we do? So uh, the next one was Inflection Point. It supports uh, FSM, which is a local uh, underground arts, I guess, magazine. It's a rag. Uh, and he also does a podcast. It uh, stands for Fuck Social Media. That's Christian Anderson, who's also an artist. Um, <clears throat> we have on another our, one of our English shales. Our Yorkshire Round features one of his artworks. So we did that. Uh, we did one for Democracy Now, Amy Goodman and uh, Juan Gonzalez, which is called Tipping Point. So we're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to show support for them. But and we have that Tipping version. Point is the chocolate imperial style. That's the chocolate. That's, yeah. okay. uh, so we have the coffee style called High Point for UNFTR. We have the chocolate style for Tipping Point. 
the salted uh, caramel. FSM is the salted caramel Yum. chocolate st- or salted caramel stout. Um, and then for, for we got to this point, we're like, okay, what do we do to get more people locally? And we reached out to uh, Appleton Podcast Co-op, and we, that brought us to you guys, which is how this whole thing yeah. organically happened. It's like, well, this, why don't you guys interview with No Such Thing as Art? Because these guys review beers and, and local artists, so it was a great fit. Yeah, we kind of uh, just are that, local artists and beers, local beers, too. Just so kinda, Just kind of fell into that. Right. So It was cool. It was cool for us, is, uh, you know, based on our first initial mission statement, when we started as a couple guys in a garage with a microphone and some friends, um, was the focus on local arts, local artisans and small business owners, you know, within the community. And um, uh, so that, that this interview is cool for me personally because it shows that we've been able to honor that the whole way through what we've been trying to do. And, so, uh, yeah. Well, and that, it was so cool. Like, like I say, just start, that start out in, in my garage and stuff at, Definitely the the amount like it was just like hey let's let's have a little fun and have some friends on and see, yeah right you know. like um, we know a bunch of people that do cool stuff you know yeah. let's talk to them about it and a lot of those people are really grateful for the opportunity to talk about stuff that they're passionate about yeah. that a lot of people don't necessarily ask or have the time to ask questions yeah. about you know yeah we love what you're doing I just it was so uh, organic and then i just started listening to some of your episodes like wow this is really fun and really good yeah i love Thank you we i love the way this kind that. of just yeah. coalesced and kind of came together out of essentially thin air just because we decided to pr- pursue this thing and now we have this series of five stouts that supports all these great podcasts mm-hmm. and i think we're going to replicate this next year we've yeah. got a bunch of new podcasts that are coming on board and i mean yeah. I, I just I love just the way this thing is growing yeah, organically yeah, yeah. because yeah. Cool. At, at the backbone of this is to support people are doing good things right. to promote mm-hmm. the arts uh, and com- basically just conversation in our community. And yeah, I think how else do you do that? You do it with beer, yeah. right? If you have right. a conversation, yep. you have a good beer, you sit down, you start shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, uh, and that's what I love. Actually, one of the things and, we talk about is like we, we sell beer in conversation. Yeah. And when we, when, <laughs> we re- when we released Balance Point last week, we had a bunch of the podcasters, including... David, uh, David Kelso David is here. Ke- he's the guy. He's the one that runs the whole thing. Yep. I just wanted to kind of mention his name because he definitely he when he approached us that was so cool. Yeah, he came very organically. It was uh, it was him and then uh, Trevor uh, Klumpner who actually um, has the podcast. And one thing I would like to do for our own, and I might as well do it right now, if you uh, if you want to check out one of the other local podcasts. We have uh, Trevor Klumpner, the guy who connected me with the Appleton Podcast Co-op. He does something called This Review in Review. And uh, that, that is definitely, it is so interesting. What they do is they do reviews on one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> such a good concept. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and I, got to, I got to guest on there. It was fun. And uh, we, got, we, uh, we covered ice cream shops, actually, when I was on, <laughs> um, which I, I guess he was like, oh, you look like an expert on ice cream shops. <laughs> but uh, definitely, I had a lot of fun with that. And you said you've listened to that, too. It was yep, a, yep. He and was I, not able to make it that night, but you d- definitely gave him a good shout out that night. So. Well, and I think the thing, great thing was we had a couple other podcasters that he wasn't aware of, that I wasn't aware of, yeah. that came down and said, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to be part of whatever the hell you're doing down yeah, there because yep. I think it's great. So, I mean, the, the ones that are featured on Labor, no review or... This review in review is on the label. Yep. As are uh, anything everywhere, which is just an incredible individual podcast. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Arndt, who is uh, just world renowned and, and knows his shit. Yep. And if you ever want to get into something that it's these great ten minute ten minute segments about anything in history, uh, you'll be hooked. You listen to two episodes. Every, so awesome. Anything everywhere. Is it everything everything? Everything it, everywhere, sorry. <laughs> and it's a daily. It comes out every day. Yeah. Um, we also featured um, Not Normal. I forget the individual's name. I uh, can't think of it off the top of hand, but he was here that he night. Was, yep, he was here. He's um, a, uh, also a vocal actor. I know that. That was one that I, I was looking at possibly. Sure, yeah. Uh, we had Ryan Lonergan from Frag Out Podcast. He's a, very veter- he's a veteran and does very veteran-related interviews. Some really good stuff, content very there. Very cool, yes. Uh, we featured... Uh, Milwaukee Mafia is also another one of the local podcasts, and I think that number is going to grow. So I, I have a feeling we're going to do this again next year, and we're just going to expand this. So yeah, and it's, that's uh, awesome. So it's cool. a fun little program, again, and just, just again another a, cool way to get involved in the community. Yeah. And it, yeah, the collaborations are awesome on every level. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the bottling and uh, the the packaging of that? 
on the the Vantage Point series. The stouts, yeah. I yeah, the so. stouts. So, um, yeah, so the Imperial Stouts, um, these are, again, barrel-aged and um, delightfully um, thick with... Um, Oh, goodness. I can't remember the ABV on these. I think it's also 12%, much like our uh, debauchery. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you want to be able to drink these instantly um, or store them in your cellar for forever. Um, and we actually put wax on the top to keep the oxygen out because they're just regular bottle caps. Um, and so we um, have kind of this nice wax topper yeah. um, just to keep the beer nice and safe and away from oxygen, which can cause off flavors and such in beers. And it looks is, really nice. Yeah, and which is cool because each one of them has a different color. Yeah. And as someone who collects a lot of stuff, like, I'm all like, ooh, I need each one of these. <laughs> yeah. like, We'd I love need, for you to collect them. <laughs> like, oh, and I, I already I have each one of them. I plan on uh, definitely coming back. And what's nice is um, if you purchase all five of these, Mm-hmm. Right now, you will get a ticket to the Stout Day event. Ticket to Stout Day. Yes. So purchase all five of our Vantage Point series, um, and you get a little card uh, with each one, um, and then you can exchange that for Stout Day ticket, which is a $40 value, which is very, very exciting. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into Stout Day a little bit more in depth here? Do you think we should? Um, that's a good point. Maybe uh, you can give sure. us a little bit more More things on Stout Day? Yeah. Stout Day. Stouts. Music. Stouts. Stouts. <laughs> Stouts. Food. Everything's Stouts. Stout. Everything's Stouts. What's, uh, what? <laughs> right. And actually, so... What's fun is, um, so you can see behind me, there's a very large, have we talked about Michael Jackson yet? We have not. No, we have oh, not Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Okay, not that Michael Jackson, <laughs> this Michael Jackson. Um, so he's actually known as the beer hunter. Um, he, he passed away several years ago, but he's really the one, he's kind of like the father of the craft beer movement um, in, in the United States. And so uh, Michael Jackson... Um, and he says, and I'll just go ahead and read the, the big thing, to, ki- to clink glasses of a freshly made seasonal beer, preferably in a pub or garden, with friends and perhaps new acquaintances, is a ritual that makes every participant feel good. We may not rationalize this at the time, but it gives us a sense of place in our common community and our time in the tides of life on earth. This is a way to value beer and treat it with respect. Um, so yeah, so Michael Jackson's birthday is actually, I think, March 27th. And so our stout day is really an homage to him and what he did in terms of really bringing beer knowledge to the forefront of the craft beer movement. And so back in the days of the 1980s and 90s or 1980s and 90s, um, it was a lot of, industrial light lagers and there weren't really that many craft breweries around yeah right um and i think it was about uh in 2015 when we passed the number of breweries in the united states that we had prior to prohibition and so yeah so prohibition kind of killed the brewer i was gonna say yeah yeah and you look at the the companies that made it were the big boys yeah and and they they did other stuff you know the sentinels that they are you know and they can make a good quality beer which means that they can reproduce that beer if they're using grain from one field or grain from another they're Mm. brewing in california with california water they're brewing in nashville with nashville water they can make the same product, which is it tells you that they know the science of brewing. Sure. But in terms of adaptability, to just brew to the ingredients and to brew to the different thousands of styles of beer that there are, the the big ones can't necessarily do it as oh, well as exactly, the craft. Exactly. And and I, so, that's really where I found like such a such an interest in the craft brew because yeah, it, it is it, it's an experience when you go to a place like this. You you're 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 getting so many opportunities to try. Beers from all over the world. Right. Honestly. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. like all the different like styles and stuff. And what you guys have done here has brought so many of those styles together under one roof. And yeah. like it's so and I think cool. what's cool about this uh, is this quote by Michael Jackson is that you guys really embody um, all the aspects of that. Yeah. And uh, you do a really great job of it. And it's cool to see that that said before this and then see how you guys are doing it yeah here. and you'll notice if you look around there are no tvs on the walls yeah. like this there, no there's silent there's, golf yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's um yeah i mean one you have tvs in your pocket but yeah. um but we you know we really celebrate the pub like this is the public house i mean yeah. that's one of the reasons that we call our public house pint which is our dry irish stout the public house pint it, it embodies this place of community well and when i was here for when balance point came out uh which was earlier this last week um, it just was cool to see, like, there was never a dull moment. Everyone was yeah. having great conversation over great beer. And, like, it, it just, it's definitely that feel of, hey, this is a place you can stop in and everybody knows your name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's the plan. And then, the, you yeah. know, another thing to talk about is the, um, 
uh, over a pint series that you guys do. Yeah. Uh, a couple of my friends have been and will be involved in that. And uh, it's again, it's just another cool social uh, way to use your space. Yeah. And highlight some of the local community artists. Yeah. So the over a pint series. So that's Taylor Greenwood's um, brainchild and Jess Grimm, um, who's now managing our music, has taken it over. And the idea is that we get one or two uh, artists to come and share their songs and stories of their songs over a pint. And so the idea is that they're it's semi unplugged. Um, we do have a little speaker, but it's not blasting to the point that that's the only thing that you can hear. It's yeah, really right. like that there's an engagement of conversation between the listener and the singer yeah. and they'll stop and they'll talk about the songs that they've written and they'll talk about um, kind of what inspired them in different ways and what brought them to the stage here. And it's not even a stage, it's just the corner. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing is, is that it's just this intimate space. Yeah, and definitely. in the times of social distancing, you know, we need intimacy. We need that community back yeah. again. Um, and in the summer months, we're going to probably move our Over a Pint series to outside in our beer garden, which has this huge, wonderful stage built. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it is out there. beautiful, definitely. But yeah, so it's just really celebrating um, the local artists as well as just the music that should fill a pub. Um, yeah. And you behind me, we've got two guitars, a banjo, a mandolin, a violin that's always out of tune, and a ukulele. <laughs> and it's the all I, sitting there ready to go. Yeah. I did not, did not Wow. Yeah, and just noticing this. the rule is if you can tune it, you can play it. Wow. And if you play it well, awesome. we'll get you a beer. Yeah. Um, and so we really encourage. And so many times I've been in this place and well, sadly, pre-COVID, um, but uh, musicians just sitting there and like just grab a guitar and start singing. Yeah. And so it, it, it really has that local little pub feel of people just want to get out of the house and get off a screen and just talk to people and yeah. be part of something. Yeah. And I think that's more important now than ever. Yeah. You know, um, the more glowing squares that pop up. Oh my gosh. The harder it is to connect with people. Right. Engagement, you know? like mm -hmm. true community engagement to where you see facial expressions and body language and you're playing your guitar and you notice there's a little kid in the corner just dancing along. I mean, yeah, there's, right. there's yeah. something about that shared space that we really hope that this pub can, you know, help facilitate. Yeah. yeah, I think you guys do a fantastic job of that. Definitely. Cool. No, and that's that, that whole feel of community. What's great is how much you guys are really, like, eco-friendly as well. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you to touch on that, too. Uh, yeah. You guys do a lot of really cool things to contribute to the community in that sense Yeah, well, well, and it's, it's, it's hard to be sustainable um, from a from an environmental sustainability perspective when we're brewing on a small scale. I mean, that's one of the good things about the large brewers is that they can, um, th their water usage is actually pretty low. Um, but one thing that we can do to contribute is um, when you come into the tap room and you get some uh, McFleshman's beer to go, you will find that our beer, our six pack holders are, um, they, they look cheap is what I've been told, <laughs> but they are not cheap. Believe me, they're the more expensive <laughs> option because they are the more environmentally friendly option. They are called E6PR um, beer holder rings, I guess. And they are made from spent grain, and they are actually biodegradable, and they are, they're going to end up in the ocean. Pretty much all consumable products that you have will end up in the ocean. Yeah, stop using sadly. plastics. Please stop using plastics. Yeah. So hashtag more beer, less plastic. We use these E6PR rings um, to hold our six-pack beer um, because it is biodegradable, and it basically turns into fish food. And so, and they're also really strong, annoyingly strong. You have to yeah, really yeah. rip out the beer. I was surprised. They them. did they don't um, look as strong as they no, actually exactly, are. Yeah. yeah. They're sturdy. But, the, you know, so they're, they're small. You know, when you're, when you're running a business, especially during a pandemic, a hospitality business in the pandemic, you know, you have to make, you know, bottom line changes. Um, and, you know, just all, everything comes down to the bottom line. And, and it, that's, that's crap because the bottom line is global climate change is real and it's going to yeah. affect every single person on this planet. And why are we privileged enough to say it doesn't matter to us? And that's just absolute bullshit. Yeah. And so every little thing, even the small companies can do is going to make a difference. And so drink more beer from us and help save the planet. And I think it's cool, too, because, um, you know, you kind of get to see the changes that you guys have committed to. Uh, it takes patience to yeah. start seeing that have effect on those around you. Yeah. You know? And um, I think you guys have kind of initiated... I hope so. And uh, and the cool thing, too, is that there's a, a brewer that we're such big fans of, um, Russian River Brewing Company um, out in California. Uh, they're the um, the makers of Pliny the Elder, which is like the West Coast IP. Like all West Coast IPAs are really 
they could never be Pliny the Elder because it is that good. <laughs> um, but they wish to be. Everyone, even our 547, <laughs> wishes to be Pliny the Elder. Such an amazing beer. And if, if you're lucky, you can get Pliny the Younger. Um, but no, the, the, the folks at Russian River um, have also adopted these E6PR uh, rings. And so that was a really exciting see, thing yeah. to see. Yeah, and then um, you guys are also uh, involved in um, the bees. We touched a little bit about that the uh, bees. earlier. Yeah. Um, so the bees come from, whoops, I almost fall off the chair. Um, <laughs> the bees are uh, really the brainchild behind um, uh, my Lawrence colleague, uh, Israel Del Toro. He's a professor of biology. He's also running for District 4 uh, uh, Common Council. Um, but he is a uh, ecologist who studies um, the social aspects and the health of urban bees. And um, I think his, actually, his PhD is actually in ants. But, oh, um, really? but yeah, so he's the bee man. Yeah, um, that's very, so, it's cool to have that oh, around oh, here. Oh, it's right? so great. Um, and so he's done a lot of work behind Nomo May um, with the pollen enablers who Alex is a part of. And so the idea is that they're trying to understand how we can coexist with bee populations because all the food that you have ever eaten, you can thank the bees for that um, because they are the, like, pretty much the primary pollinator of our crops. Yeah. And so if the bees disappear, we're all kind of screwed. Right. So we got to figure out how to live with the bees. And so what Israel del Toro does is he studies how urban planning can help facilitate bee health. And so he's been part of the Nomo May initiative. I think he's actually was the original one who proposed it to the city of Appleton. Yeah, which, that's super cool. Yeah, so the idea is that you're not supposed to mow in the month of May because the bees are starving, essentially coming out of winter, and they're really, really hungry. So if you cut all the grass down, you're taking away most of their food. And so if you just wait for a couple extra weeks for that first mow and let the grass get a little bit taller, bees can basically bulk up and get ready to start preparing for the next winter. Um, and so Nomo May is a great initiative. Does it make your lawn look kind of scruffy and such? And are you really, are you really so focused on the, the look of your lawn when you could really be helping the world fight global climate change right. as well as help the bees survive? Right, bigger you, picture, right? You know, bigger <laughs> picture. Um, and so uh, we're really hoping more people get involved with Nomo May. Um, but a part of that, so uh, Israel's also looking at um, bee health in urban areas that basically if you can do a, an urban beehive. And so on our roof, we have um, a couple hives of bees that we have um, uh, permission from the city to put there. And he's able to go in and test the quality of the honey and the health of the bees and just basically see how the bees are doing in this urban environment. Because we are a downtown building right next to the train tracks, surrounded by nothing but other buildings. Yeah. And if the bees are doing okay on our rooftop, then that can tell us some information about how well the bees are doing, you know, in other areas um, around town and sure. just to help promote Appleton as both a bee city. Um, well, actually, so Appleton is a bee city and Lawrence University is also a bee campus. And so um, that means that we have a designation that we are proponents of the bees. We are big fans of the bees and want to help them. And so McFlushman's is just doing their small part. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. think that's another great way to get that information and knowledge out to the community uh, that maybe they wouldn't otherwise have access to. You yeah. Know? Well, honestly, too, like as someone, I, like, I always like the Nomo May thing. Like you guys yeah. offer the signs here. And what's great is you can put up a sign in your yard and, like, everyone thinks you're, like, really for a cause, but you just don't have to mow your lawn for a month. <laughs> there is that. There is that. <laughs> no, but it's, it's great. It's seriously so cool, like, the... And who knows? You might become stuff. part of a cause. Yeah, you might, yeah right? Like, <laughs> you accidentally slipped into a cause. Like, <clears throat> But, yeah, no, I, it's so cool. Now, I saw um, in the bathroom there you guys have a club that you... Uh, yeah, Pub Club. Pub Club. Yes, so that is a exclusive membership for folks who are um, extra big fans of McFleshman's. And so the Pub Club membership gets you 25% off all um, in-house beer purchases um, that you consume in their tap room or beer garden. Um, as well as every time you come in and buy some beer, you get uh, another visit. And so for every, I think, 25 visits, you get a hat. And then 50 visits, you get a t-shirt. And 100 visits, you get your name on this fantastic pub club wall. Oh, nice. Um, and you become part of the McFleshman story. 
And what's really great is what happens is we know your name so well, we start to ask you to do stuff for us. So our pub clubbers are fantastic <laughs> in helping us out with various events. Um, and we do tap takeovers at various different places um, to where like you'll see us at a, a, brew or a, a, a bar where all the taps are McFleshman's. And so some of our pub clubbers will go and represent us, oh, that's which is cool. so fun. Oh, cool. yeah, that's um, very cool. And then we also have some pub clubbers who represent us at beer fests because there are so many beer fests in this fantastic state of Wisconsin. <laughs> um, speaking of, next weekend is the uh, Winter Beer Fest um, um, sponsored by Barebones Brewing Company. And so uh, check out Barebones Brewing Company, whatever day that is. I think it's March 12th. Who knows if this will actually be out by then or not. I actually uh, performed uh, comedy at an uh, Oktoberfest uh, thing that they had. Oh, at, fantastic. Uh, yeah, that was a few years. That was pre-COVID. Yeah. But, uh, no, that was great. And at that time, they actually had a beer that they made. It was called, uh, it was for Feed the Dog. I'm oh, trying okay. to think uh, what the name of it was, but it was it was a dark dark heavy beer yeah I, I i couldn't tell you what it was or nothing at that time i was so new to this craft beer thing but. <laughs> cool no they make some great beer out at bare bones um and Honest. so we'll be out at their beer fest um and they will be at ours as well stout day march 26th well and just that, that it's awesome the community behind it all and I, I definitely like my dad is looking to retire soon and him and i have been talking i, I actually have a chocolate milk stout i'm looking uh to uh be starting up for my little five-gallon uh, brewing kit I got this in the This is basement. so exciting. But yeah, it is. I, I, I love it. I definitely like something about just this whole Stout Days thing, too, has got me going. And I I, uh, I tried a chocolate milk stout, um, I want to say, a few weeks back, and really uh, it really hit me. And I'm like, I, I want to try brewing one of those. So cool. found found a little kit to go with uh, the five-gallon uh, brewing thing. And I, I definitely want to uh, more and more delve into that. And I know with my dad... They say retiring soon. He's looking for a hobby, so who knows where it might and, end And, you up. know, it's cool, too, because both of you guys are artists. Yeah. And yep. so to see, you know, uh, to speak with Bobby like we did earlier and see yeah. the parallels uh, that really go into that and that parallel food art and audio art and visual art is really cool. Well, and, like, my, my dad, like, definitely right, right away he's talking to me about, like, his envisionment for a place, and I'm telling him, my dad, there's a lot of these breweries they're doing what you're talking about and it's like we should definitely get it on it i would love to you know um but uh let's just start brewing in the basement for now you know <laughs> get get brewing gotta start on somewhere this, yeah it gets brewing on small scale and uh really gotta fix that. up your ipa yeah I, my ipa turned out <laughs> like crap i'll be honest but this is gonna uh, this stout i'm i i had high hopes for so we'll see i have faith in you guys. yeah we're, gonna, we're we'll test it here on the show whenever it gets done it'll be uh probably a month or two from now but there's a fantastic book. I think it's by Charlie Papazian, maybe. It's called uh, uh, Brewing Classic Styles. Okay. Yeah, check that out. I'll have to check it out, Brewing Classic yeah, Styles. Yeah, Brewing Classic Styles. I think it's Papazian. Um, so I don't know if this is kind of a vague question. How many it. different styles of brewing are there? Do you have? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, really? Well, a we, lot. Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, it sounds like it. A lot. <laughs> Um, so there's the Beer Judge Certification Program, which we call BJCP. Okay. Um, and they're kind of the ones that, uh, it's like the elders of beer, if you will. And so <laughs> we, we use a lot of the BJCP guidelines for okay. when we're going to you know brew a style. But, I mean, I, I would say, you know, yes, there are countless <laughs> beer styles. Because it's, it's a lot of regional. It's historical. It's, sure. Um, you know, and there are beer styles that have disappeared that cultures have been annoyingly you know suppressed and removed mm -hmm. and yeah. you know they take with them is their history is lost their beer styles are lost as well and so i think there's a lot of different places that oh yay my little three-year-old just walked in Hi. <laughs> um hey bobby how many beer styles are there he just laughs, <laughs> how long is a piece of so string is, is his question. answer <laughs> good good yes hi honey um Anyway, so the answer is yes. Yeah. A lot. Awesome. So many. Yeah, that's crazy. I think, that, again, that's uh, another thing that's, that makes learning about craft beer uh, exciting, mm -hmm. you know, because there are so many different variations yeah. and styles and well and to that point the um so right behind you is what's called the Ren boat which is um it's the really fancy framed one and so this is the the german beer purity law it was written in 1516 oh, um wow. and it yeah and on the on the left we have it in old german and on the right you have it in kind of a newer german script um but what that basically says is and at that time there are only three ingredients in beer which is um water 
malt, and hops. And at that point, they didn't know that yeast was the fourth ingredient. They just called it God is good. So whatever the sludge at the bottom of the barrel was, <laughs> you had to put it into the next barrel um, in order to make the beer. But we now know that it's yeast. Um, and so by the Rhine Heiske boat, uh, you have to have only four ingredients in beer. You can't add lactose. You can't add fruit. You can't add anything else. And so a lot of our German beer styles, and our British ones as well, are just purely those four ingredients and the wow, variety within that yeah. is it's quite incredible yes yeah, mind-blowing yeah. Honestly. it's like four chords for a song yeah 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 that's true, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. and and the um so i think the language of beer really starts with those four ingredients and then of course you know the different styles that have come where you can fruit things and you can add uh, Britannomyces, which is the bacteria that gives you the sour ales um, or other types of um, additives that you can put into beers to really, you know, broaden even further. But a lot of our beers actually do fall into the Rheinheitsgebot rule, um, which is kind of fun because we still have all that variation. Yeah, and it kind of challenges you as a, yeah, a creator. Yeah, as a brewer, yeah. Yeah, very cool. How'd you and Bobby meet? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about that. How, we, how did we meet? Yeah. Um, we met. Hey, maybe, was, sorry to interrupt. Maybe a little bit of your, your background Oh, as my well. background. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So um, I am, uh, so I'm Allison McCoy Fleshman. So that's the Mick and the Mick Fleshmans. Um, married Bobby in 15 years ago, 16. God, I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> and we met, uh, so I'm originally from Oklahoma and Texas and uh, moved around a lot when I was a kid and then ended up at University of Oklahoma uh, studying physics. And that's where I met Bobby. We did summer research together um, over the summer. We met each other and ended up uh, dating for a while and then got married. Um, and we got married before, I think it was during graduate school. So I went to um, University of Oklahoma to get my PhD in chemistry. And he went to um, also OU to get his PhD in astrophysics. And then um, while we were in graduate school, he got a, a fellowship from NASA and started to work at University of Colorado in Boulder um, <laughs> at the Laboratory for Atmospheric and Space Physics. Um, and then we got our PhDs in 2012, and he decided that he didn't want to work with NASA anymore because <laughs> it's quite competitive. And so he went to the Master Brewers Program at UC Davis um, in California um, and met some of the most remarkable beer scientists and got his master's in brewing science there while I was looking for a job. Uh, Lawrence University just down the street was hiring and I called him up and I said, hey, what about Wisconsin? He's like, are you serious? Can we build a brewery in Wisconsin? Hell yeah. <laughs> so even on my interview, um, they normally, they're not supposed to ask like, what does your spouse, or do you have a spouse and what does your spouse do? But they're like, is there anything in the Appleton area you'd like to know about? And I was like, can you take me on some beer tours? They thought I was kidding. I wasn't. Um, so under my interview, one of the uh, folks on my um, hiring committee took me up to Green Bay and we hit Tidal Town and Hinterland and then they took me to dinner at Stone Arch um, and little did they know I was getting data on <laughs> whether or not this was going to be a good place for us to build a brewery um, and now nine years later I have tenure I'm chair of the chemistry department and we have a brewery that's open, which is awesome. We also had a kid along the way. That's kind of fun. <laughs> Surprise. Well, we're definitely glad um, that that data lined up and yeah. to bring you guys yeah. here. Um, but no, it's been really fun. And one of the cool things about being associated with the university is that I get to bring in a lot of university folks. Um, actually, uh, my colleague dropped me off earlier when we walked in. Um, she was using one of our instruments. Uh, the chemistry class is actually testing one of our instruments to see if it's actually like legit working for us or not. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so That's we're running awesome. some calibrations on it. And so the students are, you know, hired essentially as contract chemists. And so they get to practice being what real chemists would be yeah, asked to do. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and so we put them to the test. We're like, okay. And what's really sweet is that the students will have to create a, a report and then come and present it to us, the client. Yeah. Um, and so they get a taste of what, you know, the, the real world is that we yeah. always talk about. Um, but then, and actually in a couple weeks, um, in a couple weeks, a couple months in June, um, the Lawrence Alumni Association is going to bring in a bunch of, uh, former Lawrence students, um, alumni now, uh, to take a beer science class. So I get to wow. take them through the beer science. Really? And yeah, they get to oh, come in so down cool. and get a tour of the brewery as well as just hear some science of beer as well as the science of the beer glass, which is a fun class that I can teach. Yeah. So that was Very a long cool. answer. Yeah, no, that's perfect though. That's what we wanted. Um, now this ties with Lawrence, um, you, you actually teach brewing there as well, correct? Uh, so kind of. So um, I have been um, – they do have a brewing class. It hasn't been taught in a long time. I have contributed to it 
Um, but I also oversee some students who do some brewing science and fermentation science and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I've taught um, some Zoom classes um, on beer science and beer um, for some special events and such. So that's been kind of fun. That's awesome. But yeah, the, there's so much science in beer. It's kind of funny. When um, when Bobby came to his parents and my parents and was like, hey, you know, I think I'm, I'm not going to. So I'm finishing my PhD in astrophysics, but I think I'm going to actually go into this brewing community and go brew beer for a living and everyone's kind of breath stopped and they're like why are you leaving science and it cannot be farther from the truth i mean he's not doing space anymore necessarily but the science is the same um the 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 problem solving the computer programming that we have to do for the brewery the just the thinking like a physicist never leaves you yeah. Um, a colleague of mine years and years ago, she said that was the curse of the PhD is you can't turn it off. And it's true. Um, we are constantly working on problems and efficiencies and just making this place, you know, better aligned with the mission that we have. And it's, it's so far from the truth to say that he's left science because yeah. we do science every single day. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you can taste it in the glass too. Oh, it makes it taste better. Sure. And, and, you know, we even talked about the art of the poor and all the different yeah. elements that come into play, uh, from start to finish, from conception to a finished project, a product, you know, it's there's definitely a lot of science involved. Yeah, just makes beer taste better. Yeah, yeah. definitely, and there's definitely an art behind it too. So it's that balance of art and science, and it's cool how you guys definitely you embrace that big time with anything and everything that's with it, like with with the different artistic uh, labels for each beer, giving that beer a face to. Uh, just um like you say the brewing of it and everything so yeah but yeah uh this has been awesome thank you cool. so yeah, much no, thank you cool green and do this again and, and yeah. learn more yeah really we, grateful great we love love the collaboration let's keep it up yeah definitely and uh like, like i say you've definitely gained a friend in us and uh we we will uh i'll definitely join the club yeah all the way yeah. but um yeah thank you so much and yeah, uh thanks. thank you bobby as well um, you guys have a beautiful child. Huh. She waved at me when I, or I waved at her, and she gave me quite the smile when Aww. she went by. And definitely thanks to Alex too. Yeah, yep. And Alex, uh, he he uh, had he to leave. Uh, instrumental. He, he slipped out and gave together. us the Irish uh, goodbye. That <laughs> <laughs> was quite slick. I didn't even notice. No, all this is like whoa, whoa, no. But um, yeah, this whole thing has just been amazing, and uh, yeah, we're really excited for Stout Day. We're really yep. excited Stout Day, to be March twenty sixth. Buy tickets on McFleshmans dot com. Stouts, so much and, uh, fun, music, yeah. stouts. Uh, yeah. uh, events always on Facebook, on your yeah. Facebook page. Um, and we have a brand new website, which is really exciting to launch. Um, I think we launched it last week. Um, but you can go to mcfleshmans.com and you can get real-time updates on our events as well as our menu. So we actually nice. are getting rid of our paper menus. We're moving all QR code digital now to try and just this new touchless world that we live in. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, so you can check out before you come down to the tap room what beers we have on tap. Um, and get a little description of them. And believe me, you walk in, we will find a beer that you like. Yeah, that's for sure. There's even an IPA that Tommy liked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go team. But yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Thank well, you thanks, very guys. Much. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. We'll sign off here. Thank right. you, listeners. Later. All right. You want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. No such thing as art. No such thing as art.